Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 7 of the Turnbuckle Takeover Podcast Wrestling Show. What another good week of wrestling we had, but this week was extra special. Because in the words of Dave Meltzer, we had a six star. It doesn't happen much, folks. But AEW Revolution took place on Sunday. I was lucky and able to actually be able to watch it. Thank God I was able to. <laughs> because it was just an amazing show. Uh, this week it's all about all the happenings that are going on in the world of professional wrestling. WWE had a pretty good week. Uh, AEW had a pretty fantastic week, if you say so myself. Um, there's a lot to touch on, so let's get into this week of the Turnbuckle Takeover. We're going to start it right off. Monday Night Raw. Now, Sunday was AEW Revolution, but I'm going to get into that with Dynamite. Monday Night Raw, I thought, was one of the better Raw's in a long time. I feel like everything was done with a purpose and a meaning. Uh, everything was was choreographed correctly. Uh, what needed to happen, happened. Some shocking things happened that I wouldn't even have predicted. Um, it was good stuff. Uh, Raw started off, Brock Lesnar came out with Paul Heyman. Uh, they were talking Mania, as always. And he basically said Mania is a sham. A shame. Uh, they, they kind of hyped Drew as being a fraud. Uh, <laughs> which was clever on Heyman's part. Uh, you know, and, and that was really the extent of them talking. It was more of WrestleMania is a sham. Brock's already done all of this. We don't need to be here to do this again. This is a waste of our time. Uh, Drew McIntyre's a fraud. Uh, he's a fake. He's a phony. I mean, Heyman just kept reiterating, blah, 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 blah. Out comes Drew McIntyre. And Drew walks down. They do the, the usual, what I call the WrestleMania stare down, which lasts more than, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds. <laughs> But it seems like every WrestleMania, there's a stare down. There cannot be a WrestleMania buildup without a stare down. <laughs> so, uh, Brock actually walked away. And as before he got th uh, through the ropes, he actually got Claymore kicked by Drew McIntyre. Drew read it. He knew he was coming back. He hit him with it. Brock sold it great. As Brock sells great, which is awesome for a big man his size. And uh, he basically leaves the ring. Drew exited before he left. Uh, he left the ring. Walking up the ramp. Here comes McIntyre again from the back. Boom, Claymore kick. And I was like, yes. This is awesome. This is exactly what you should do with this. Make him outsmart Brock. Because nobody's really been able to outsmart Brock if you go back and look at the feuds. Uh, AJ did a little clever things. But, man, that was just awesome. Like, well done by the booking committee. Uh, it made Drew look strong. Uh, I did see Brock tell him to grab the belt. That was a little noticeable. Uh, eh, not much you can do about that. I see where Brock was going, and nobody in that crowd would have seen it. Just the people on TV. So, I mean, he was facing the right way. But you could clearly see that he had told Drew. And sometimes you got to be better about covering it up. Maybe put an arm around you or anything. Uh... The crowd was over for this. That is one thing I definitely noticed. Uh, they were hot. Loud. Uh, just, I mean, you could hear Drew's name being chanted. Uh, by the way, here's a question I want to ask everybody. You can comment on this on Facebook, anything. Who wants Drew McIntyre's old theme song back? I liked it. Uh, tell me what you think. Comments below. Uh, I think it's a good topic to touch on. I, th I think his old theme song sounds better. If y'all know what it sounds like, go, go check it out uh, if you don't. Um, but basically, yeah, Drew held the uh, belt up and off we're done with that segment. That needed to do exactly what it needed to do. I wish it sometimes it stinks doing these shows because I, it's, it's hard to say anything controversy or bad about... If something's if a show's really good all the way through, it's kind of like I'm just reviewing the show and talking about it. Um, 
But um, next up on Raw, uh, the Street Profits versus Rollins and Murphy for the Raw Tag Titles. Uh, Chaos on the outside to start the match. Owens helps the Street Profits win it with a stunner. Uh, while AOP came down the ramp while that was going on, to and the ref got distracted, Owens hits the stunner on Seth. And there we have it. We have new Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, I'm just going to say I went to the house show in Salisbury, Maryland um, Sunday and actually got to see the Street Profits. And I'll touch on that house show later. It's going to be like at the end of the podcast. Uh, but um, they are really good. Uh, they're over. Really uh, very loud crowd reaction. Uh, the kids love them. Uh, the we want to smoke things over hugely. Uh, pretty good. Like, those guys, uh, seeing them live, now I'm more interested in them. I don't know. Maybe it takes a fan to do that sometimes. Like, you need to go to a show to, for the guy to get over in your mind. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Uh, basically, they're, they're going to challenge them to a rematch in the back. Uh, Rollins and Murphy were in the back cutting an uh, interview, and they were upset. They were like, no, nah, this is not going to happen this way. This does not happen to the Messiah. This does not happen to my group. And basically what we got is a rematch coming up at Elimination Chamber this Sunday on the WWE Network. Uh, basically, I mean, he Rollins cut a great promo, as Rollins always does. And we also got some, some, some interaction with Owens, which continues that feud for WrestleMania. Because if y'all don't see that match coming, I mean, you got problems. <laughs> it's clear cut. It's going to be Rollins and Owens at WrestleMania. What kind of match? I don't know. So, um, next up on Raw, we had the 24-7 title. This is where, nine times out of ten, I either go take a piss. Uh, number two, I do some laundry. Or I RVD it. Well, because this, and people I wonder, wonder why, I'm not interested in Red Rick Moss. I know nothing about the guy. There was no vignettes. The only thing they ever did on the guy was him with Mojo Riley. Okay, I get it. He was a football player. What did he do? So it was Goldberg and a lot of other wrestlers. So, I mean, he took on Ricochet. And it's obvious, folks. Ricochet's push is done. It is drier than the Sahara Desert. It is done. Vince, when he is over something, he is over it. And, folks, he is over Ricochet. He, I don't know why. I don't know what Ricochet did. Um, he actually got no moves at Super Showdown in on the on that match. So, I, I, I guess they're just done with him. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you got to push back to go forward. Uh, I would actually like to see Ricochet back in NXT. Um, I don't feel like the main roster right now is probably the place for him. Uh, I don't know why. I haven't got the vibe of why he's he's over, but I don't think he's over with the guys in the back for some reason. I don't know what happened. Uh, could be backstage politics. Could be a number of things. Uh, and that's for the internet to figure out, I guess. So, uh, Next up on Raw was uh, the OC came out to cut an interview and promo. Uh, you know, we all know what happened between Undertaker and AJ at Super Showdown. Uh, AJ was, is basically mad because Taker stole his trophy, which no one cares about that trophy anyway. We're probably never ever going to talk about that again. Uh, he says he was supposed to win a super, super showdown. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is involved in this. He got on social media and told AJ to walk away. I don't know if he's going to be some kind of special guest at WrestleMania with the Undertaker or in being Undertaker's corner. That makes no sense to me. It's unnecessary. Uh, but it is publicity for WrestleMania, so on a business side of it, I get it. As a fan, I could give two craps about it. But I like Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, you know? I liked all that stuff. Uh, AJ did touch on Marky Mark, which was hilarious. I love AJ. AJ is such a great... He can play heel or babyface, I think. I mean, he's better babyface, but... He, he, stuff he does just annoys you in a weird way. Um... Basically, uh, they're on a collision course to WrestleMania, The Undertaker and AJ Styles. Uh, we all seen it coming. Uh, I kind of clued in on it a couple months ago when we first started. Um, 
and this is where it's going to go, folks. Get Sting out of your brain, because it's over with. Another year without Taker and Sting. Um, unbelievable. It just drives me nuts. So, the match that was booked that night for Raw was Aleister Black against Styles. Now, of course, Styles, what he decides to do is, basically, it was so crazy how they keep pulling this off. The OC has to get involved in everything that Styles does. And I understand because they're a group. But you cannot keep doing this every week. Styles has got to be able... I don't know if Styles is injured. But it seems like every week we get... Luke, you got to face Luke Gallows before you take on Carl Anderson. Or Carl Anderson... You know, you got to go through like the whole process. you got to go through the whole OC before you can get the Styles. It's crazy. But it was cool. I mean, it made from interesting TV, and I know why they did it after you, we talk about the finish. Uh, Alistair Black comes out. Uh, basically, it's Carl Anderson first. He beats him with a little bit of trouble, not much. Luke Gallows comes in. He beats Luke Gallows. And now we're down to Styles. But we get a beatdown from the OC. By this point, after two matches, Alistair Black's no good. He's just out of energy, out of moves, everything. Styles gets to win. I think this is the first time that Aleister Black has had his arms pinned in over a few months. Ah, I don't know how this goes. Uh, they're supposed to have a match at Elimination Chamber, which I'll get into in the Elimination Preview. But I'm not really getting this. Doesn't really um, do anything for Black. Unfortunately, uh, you can maybe say it's going to help put him over with being in the ring with AJ, uh, but I'm not really digging this for Black. I think maybe they could have found someone else for AJ to maybe feud with until Taker. Uh, not saying that this is quite over with Black, I don't think. Maybe this carries on after Taker. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they didn't want AJ to get in a rut of not having anything after the Undertaker. So we'll see what happens. Uh, so next up on Raw, Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot with Sarah Logan as the referee. Liv needs work. God bless her. She's fantastic. Tries her hardest, I think. I uh, noticed that at the house show she tried her hardest. I'm just not digging her in the ring. I don't know if it's her moveset. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Sarah Logan basically attacked both of them. I mean, that was what I got out of the match. Uh, I didn't really care for it. Uh, some of these women matches are starting to get real stale because they're trying to get some of these younger girls over and it's just not working for them or AEW. Uh, this is where I throw the WTF button. We're in the back after we come back from break or we're getting ready to go to break. I can't remember which one. No Way Jose's in the back. Eric Rowan's in the back. They all say, man, why don't you just show us what's in the cage, basically. Show us what's in the cage. He pulls out this tarantula. That is clearly fake. Big. It's like a robot tarantula. If you're watching this video on YouTube, you just see me clear my eyes and my face. Whose idea was this? Get him off a of camera after this. This was so bad. I was, I'm embarrassed to be a wrestling fan after I've seen it. I didn't even say anything to anybody I knew because I didn't want to talk to two of them about it. But Rowan's got to go after this. They've now killed him completely. Now we know it's a fake spider. It's clearly fake. It wasn't real. Come on, man. Like, what a waste of time and effort this was. Killing me. You guys that are booking, there's no way you thought this was going to come off good. There's no way. And if you did, you're morons. Enough about Rowan, because I ain't got enough time to talk about it. <laughs> like, enough about that. Gosh, horrible. On to the next segment of Raw. Uh, Kari Zane versus uh, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Becky was on commentary for this match. Continued the angle with her and Shayna, which obviously... It's built Elimination Chamber for Shayna to win. If she doesn't, I'll be shot to throw a curveball. Uh, not a bad match. Shayna's 
real first match on Raw. Uh, Shayna won. Then she attacked uh, Kiri Sane at the end of the match. Uh, I do see her and Asuka probably having a feud eventually. Uh, maybe after Becky. But Asuka did get hurt at ac the actual show I went to. So uh, she's got a bad wrist problem, supposedly. Uh, that's that match. Another continuous uh, storyline. Continuing good building of a story. Uh, Becky did, at the end of the match, come out and talk a little crap on the mic. Cool deal. Did what it needed to do. That match is already over. Um, next up was a tag match between Humberto and Rey Mysterio. Um, with Angel Garza and Andrade. Of course, this was just a high face, you know, fast pace, uh, luchadors tag match, kind of. Uh, not as fast as the Lucha Bros, but this was, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, this is just more of the angle getting built. More and more and more, uh, you know, Humberto and Ray win. Get, baby faces get a win because they needed it here. The heels have been winning, winning, winning. Uh, so now the baby faces get the win going into the pay-per-view. Makes the match between Humberto and Andrade for the U.S. title mean just a tad bit more. Now I'm a little bit more interested in it. Uh, I wasn't really sold on it because Humberto hasn't been winning. Even at the house show, he hasn't been winning. So, uh, and the end of Raw was a great segment. Now, folks, this is how you take storytelling. You build this climax to this Edge and Randy Orton thing, and you just ride this wave with anybody who's ever come in contact with Edge and Orton. And there's a lot of guys in the business that have. I mean, so you could work wonders with this till Wrestlemania you got Jeff Hardy who's just been cleared who's obviously going to Raw I don't care what anybody says he is coming to attack Orton if it's not this week it's next and I bet you anything him and Orton work at least two matches together that would only put us about two and a half for three weeks away from Mania at that point and then you can do whatever you want so but on to the last segment Becky, excuse me, Beth Phoenix, comes out to update us on Edge. Uh, Orton tries to shake her hand. He comes out also after she's only been in the ring for a couple minutes. Uh, she calls Orton basically a son of a bitch. He's apologizing left and right. He talks about her family, talk about the life him and Edge had in the business. Uh, Edge doing things to him, him doing things to Edge. It's a tic-tac kind of thing. Uh, basically talks about Edge meeting Orton's dad, Bob Orton Jr. Uh, you know, and it was just, you know, Orton's talking about how him and Edge were junkies for wrestling. And, you know, and then he starts talking about Edge's daughters. I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Beth's going to attack him. Didn't happen. Uh, she slapped him. And then she kicked him, which I thought was a groin shot. But it wasn't. And he no-sold it. You know. And then he RKO'd her. Well. There you go. I called that. So. Uh, yeah. That was good stuff. That was Raw this week. And I'd have to say out of 10, I'll give Raw a 7. I'm taking two points away from the Eric Rowan crap. Along with the women's match. Which was crap. So, uh, that was Raw this week. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, you know, comment on anything. Uh, anything that I'm talking about. Like, any topic. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Impact. Uh, everything is really riding a coattail right now. The popularity of wrestling is really rolling good. Uh, maybe not 80s-wise, but it's coming along. Uh, so, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening uh, the way y'all have, like I said, I've been averaging about 50 people. I'll take it. What can I say? 50 people like listening to me. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's so cool. Uh, and I have so much fun doing this every week. My wife, probably not because I take her computer. <laughs> so, uh, but on to impact wrestling this week, um, impact was good. Uh, finally, some storylines are starting to build. Uh, last week was kind of like, ugh. It was just a bunch of matches thrown together. Uh, Joey Ryan took on AC Romero in the first match. Joey Ryan does, you know, he has the superpowers with the uh, 
private area. Uh, now he's doing this angle where he can't use the superpowers are not working anymore. I don't know what this is, but it's awesome because he goes for it and he ain't got the powers. He's like, oh no. Ace Romero just attacks him and beats him. It was great. Good psychology by the guys in the back to finally get rid of that thing because I hated him when he grabbed another region of guys. It's just stupid. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, that's it with that. Uh, we'll see where the Joey Ryan storyline goes. Uh, Johnny Swinger and Disco Inferno versus the Dieters. First off, I don't understand why Johnny Swinger and Disco Inferno are in any promotion right now. Sorry if they hear this and they don't like it, but uh, yeah, I can do without them. Uh, the Dieters are over. Never thought I'd say that, but they are over. And that was in Vegas. So I don't want to hear it was redneck country. They were in Las Vegas. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see what they do with the Dieters. The North does need a tag team if they don't lose the titles to TJP and follow by. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but during that match with Swinger, Disco, and the Dieters, the ICU scan code that's been popping up and kind of like um, getting in the middle of the matches and a scan code will pop up and it'll get fuzzy. It'll say reality TV. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's been happening every week. I think this is Sammy Callahan. I'm not sure with Impact. They do some off-the-wall stuff. This could be anybody. Uh, so we'll see. That'll be interesting. I like stuff like that. That Whoever is coming in, if it's just, unless it's somebody with a new gimmick. But if it's somebody new coming in, they did a good job building this. Because this happened every week, and I've noticed it more and more every week. Um... Uh, Falaba, TJP versus the North. Great tag match. High impact action. Well done by Impact to book this. I think this is going to probably be at the next show they have this month. Uh, should be very, very good. I, I'm starting to get interested in this feud because they're four really good workers. Uh, Fala and TJP got the win, and this helps them out. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, Sue Young and Jessica Havoc was a hardcore, like, Dead Bride match. Very weird stuff here. Uh, basically, Su Young won the match and tried to get Jessica Havoc in the coffin. Shh, Jessica Havoc reversed it out of the coffin. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Beat up all these zombie-like undead bride girls and basically ran away from Sue. Uh, so I guess this is just going to continue the angle that they're having. Probably have the, the final match in that angle at the next show. Uh... Tessa and Taya was the main event. This is the first time that the Impact World Championship has ever had two women main event for it on a show. Uh, good match, because these two always have good match. And, of course, Tessa got the win. And nothing else kind of ends this up rivalry completely. It kind of just throws it away. Uh, Eddie Edwards did kind of come out and pointed to the trophy that he has, but he has to still get past Michael Elgin. In that best of five match that happens at the next show. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I think Elgin's got a chance to win that more so than Eddie Edwards. That was Impact this week. Impact was better than last week. Uh, so out of 10, uh, just nothing real shocking, surprising. So I'm going to give it a six. Um, on to AEW. I'm going to combine AEW Dynamite and Revolution together because it all ties in, which is uh, makes my job doing this so much easier. For those of you who did not catch Revolution, let me run down the card for you. Moxley, John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose of the WWE, Won the AEW title from Chris Jericho in the main event. He is now the AEW champion. Congratulations to Moxley for your hard work and standing up for what you believe in, the sport of professional wrestling. Uh, we had uh, Darby Allen beat Sammy Guevara. Uh, Pac, Pac, however you want to say it, Pac is how they're saying it on TV. Uh, beat Orange Cassidy. Uh... Jake Hager beat Dustin Rhodes, which that one surprised me. Uh, MJF beat Cody. MJF and Cody told a fantastic story, and there are people crapping on the match itself, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You don't need 
to do a bunch of flip-flops and dies, folks, to get the crowd popping. All you got to do is tell a story. A punch can go a long way, but can you tell a story with the punch, with the kicks, with simple moves? And MJF is really good at that. He is like a young Roddy Piper. There is no other way around it. His shirt that he even has, his favorite all-time was Piper. I mean, it's 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 mind-blowing how much, like, film maybe that he's watched the Piper. So, obviously, Piper's his guy. So, it's just amazing. He did a fantastic job. Cody did, too. Uh, Nyla Rose beat Chris Statlander. Crappy match of the night. It hurt the paper yield. I would have just rather had a rematch with Rio, but... That's what we got. It was bad. Again, the women's division needs a lot of help in AEW. Uh, but the match of the night goes to Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. If you did not go watch this match, you've got to go watch this match. Would I give it six stars? Woo! Pushy, pushy, pushy there, Melzer. Uh, that's, uh, that's reserved for the stratosphere. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, five and a half, six, uh, yeah, I'm giving it five, definitely. The match was amazing. Uh, every spot was hit. Every false finish was done at the right time. Uh, it's amazing how many times you kicked out of their finisher again. I'd like that to stop a little bit. Because you're degrading each other's finishers. My only hype. That gripe. That is my only gripe. That is it. That is it. The rest of the match, fantastic. Had my attention the whole time. I think I stood off my recliner twice. Uh, so, wow. Just what a match. Go watch Revolution. Go watch that match. If you don't go watch that match, you're, you're not a fan. I'm about to go show it to a buddy of mine when he comes over in a little bit. It was amazing. So on to Dynamite. We are at 27 minutes right now. 27 minutes. 27 minutes. <laughs> Gary Michael Capetta. Uh, so with AEW Dynamite, this show this week to me felt like let's start building to our new stuff. Let's start getting these other angles that we have going over so we can we can move on. Other than Moxley and Jericho. Okay, so the beginning of Dynamite, Moxley come out as a champs, tells the crowd, this is your belt. Uh, tells the fans, thank you for bringing pro wrestling back. Um, he says, I don't, he don't think it's done between him and the inner circle and Jericho. He knows them. He knows they're dastardly. He knows what they can do. Uh, basically, here comes Jericho. Jericho says... I'm the Le Champion, with or without the belt, it doesn't matter if I had the belt or not. You took that from me, you stole it. Uh, if Moxley, Moxley basically says, I have the entire, entire confidence that he can beat Jericho. I mean, he's not, he looks nonchalant, he doesn't look like he really cares. I'm sure he's playing the part. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jericho said, oh, they're going to hurt people. We're going to put the whole roster on notice. And it was a very, very good interaction. Uh, Jericho base, I mean, it was crazy. Jericho goes, who thought of this in the back? 60 days. I'll leave for 60 days if I can't beat you in this tag match tonight. Well done. That made that tag match later on way more interesting. Put so much behind it. Made people stay the entire two hours. That's your ticket. Build your main event to make the crowd watch the whole entire show. That's how you do it. You don't lose ratings by that way. You don't jump up and down. You build the main event. You build the low card, the mid card, and then your main event. Dude, it's the same... It's a formula. It's been going on for years. SCU, Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana debuted at Revolution on the pre-show. This is a continuation of that. They took on the Dark Order. Uh, 
couple of those Dark Order guys need some work. I think I said it last week, and we'll say it again. Uh, AEW needs to learn that just because they're an indie guy, they might not be ready for the big time. Because this isn't the indies anymore, guys. You got a billion dollar contract. You got a, a TV company to keep happy, happy and a billionaire to keep happy. This is no fun and games. This is not hop around on the trampoline all day. This is business. Real business. Uh, SCU and Colt Cabana won with Colt getting the pen. Uh, Evil Uno, you know, he's selling a little bit. He goes to the to walk to the ramp. The Exalted One's not going to be happy when he finds out about this. This is not how things are supposed to go. You all will know soon. Well, I'd like to find out soon, and I get it. Stretch the storyline out to get more TV out of it. Smart business. Building anticipation, folks. You're building anticipation. It was well done. The Exalted One's gotten over on the internet, so I'll say it was well done. Other than that, uh, next couple weeks we need to find out who the Exhausted One is. Uh, next up was a woman's match. Uh, Big Swole and Liva Bates, which is the librarian girl. Not impressed. Big Swole won. A lot of botches here. A lot of waste of TV time. Moving on. Uh, Pac and the Lucha Bros have joined a group now. They help them out. They help each other out at Revolution. They're called the Death Triangle. Whoa. <laughs> that is great. I love that. That's a great name and it's original. I don't think anybody else has ever had that. Uh, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, next up on Dynamite was Cody. Uh, Cody came out. And this is where things get real interesting. <laughs> Uh, he comes out, he's talking about the ring crew, thanking them, all this stuff. Thank you to the cameraman, blah, blah, blah. Thank you to this one. Thank you to the leaf blower guy that's blowing the confetti off the mats. Whatever. He was thanking everybody. Uh, basically, he said he couldn't believe he lost to MJF. He said, but the only way that he's going to be happy about this or respect MJF at all if he comes down and say he didn't do it fair and square to his face. I'm expecting here comes MJF, talk some crap, continuation of storyline, whoa, curveball. Here comes the big swerve, folks. Out walks Jake the Snake Roberts, who is my second all-time favorite wrestler other, well, it's a tie between him and Macho. I don't know. They, it's up and down with me. Favorite heel of all time is Jake the Snake Roberts. This is awesome. <laughs> and... Jake said he is so sick and tired of hearing Cody cry. He got he let that little weasel beat him, MJF, and he can't believe he let him beat him. Uh, he called Cody Caesar. All hail Caesar. That was great. Uh, says he has a client that he's bringing next week. Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you who this is going to be. I'm not going to ruin it for you. You figure it out yourself. You're wrestling fans. Think about this long and hard. Who do you think Jake Roberts is bringing out? I know who it is. I can almost guarantee you I know who it is. I, if I was in Vegas right now, I would put my hand on the winner. Because this is guaranteed who this is. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. Uh, I've talked to it a few of my friends. Uh, we did get a tease with Jake Roberts about Arn. Telling him to bring Arn. And this was the line that did it for me. Jake told Cody that I'm not an AEW for the whole pie. I'm just here for your slice or share. <laughs> so, wow, what a line. You see that, guys? Take heed. Jake Roberts is here. I am so excited for this. It made my Wednesday night. I don't think, the only other thing that could have happened, I hit a million dollars. Uh, he, you know, his voice does sound a little bad. I will say that. I would maybe keep him in backstage vignettes where they can get the microphone close up to him. Because live crowd hearing him talk was kind of rough. So, uh, it's just 
drug use. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what else, you know, what other way do you want to put it? Uh, I'm at the 35 minute mark. We have ran through AEW. I want to say congratulations to AEW uh, for doing just a great job uh, of telling a story. in WWE too. You guys did good this week too. Uh, but now, we're on to SmackDown. I'm going to run through SmackDown last week. SmackDown is tonight. Okay. But I wanted to get this up so my wife can get her computer back. But... Sasha did a return last week. That's awesome. That helps out the women's division. I like Sasha. She's a great athlete. She does botch a little bit. But she's getting there. Uh, Daniel Bryan beat Curtis Axel. Blow off match. I, no, I didn't need to even say anything about that. Poor Axel is just... Uh, Robert Roode took on Kofi. Um... This is continuation of the Elimination Chamber storyline going into the Tag Team Title Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Rude got a win. Cool. We beat Kofi too. It's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, not a bad match here. A lot of good back and forth action, hard hitting. Kofi did some cool things off the top as he always does. This was a good SmackDown match. Uh, next was a woman's match. It was Naomi and Lacey Evans. Uh... Versus Sasha and Bailey. I think that was actually first. Uh, just had my notes messed up here. Uh, but uh, Naomi and Lacey Evans beat Sasha and Bailey. Uh, Face has got a um, a win here. Uh, we'll see where this goes. I guess more storyline for this. Probably, I would say Naomi's probably going to get another shot at Bailey, and I could see maybe Sasha feuding with Lacey. I don't know. Uh, Roman Reigns confronted Goldberg. Uh, real simple, quick, done, fast, and to the point. Goldberg wanted to know who's next. Roman Reigns basically said, I'm next, Bill. <laughs> well, alrighty then. There we go. Forget the chamber. Just give it to us. Come on, man. You couldn't make a chamber mean something? Could you imagine what this chamber could have had in it? Three guys from Raw, three guys from SmackDown. Would have been cool. You could have put six guys from SmackDown. I don't care. You could have put Roman, The Fiend, Cena. Uh, you could have taken one of those guys out of the handicap match. Maybe put Shinsuke in it. Put Daniel Bryan in it. If I didn't say The Fiend, put him in it. Like You could have done something. Corbin could have been in it. You could have done anything. But... We get no singles, unless they change it tonight, unless something crazy happens. It very well could be the WWE likes playing curveballs, and they only have six matches for Elimination Chamber. So, uh, we did have the Women's Elimination Chambers, like, I don't know what it was. It was like some kind of contract signing, all help broke loose, uh, Braun had a contract signing against the three guys he's taking on, Shinsuke and Cesaro and Sami Zayn. This is interesting. I don't see how Braun gets out of this winning it, if they're just going to put him over big, maybe, and get him ready. I don't know. We'll see where that goes. That was SmackDown last week. It had its moments. We had to return to Cena and The Fiend, and that whole deal I knew was going to happen. I was waiting on it. Uh, it was awesome at the end. Cena basically retired. He goes to walk down the ramp, says thank you to everybody, does the John Cena thing, turns around, yay. And we get the Fiend who turns the lights out, turns around, he's laughing at Cena, and he just points at the WrestleMania sign. Damn! Even the Fiend points to the WrestleMania sign. God's sakes. I'm over it. Stop pointing at the WrestleMania sign. We know WrestleMania is not far away. You ain't got to keep reminding us. So next up is the Elimination Chamber. Uh, I'm interested in the Chamber. Kinda, kinda not. Some matches I am, some matches I'm not. Uh, we'll see. Sometimes they, they surprise us with this extra pay-per-view. It's hard to call this the extra pay-per-view, because really Super Showdown is the extra pay-per-view. But I feel like they really, there's six matches. Now the chamber matches go long, 
So even minus one, there still should be two more matches in a pre-show. So by my notes, they got three more matches to find. Maybe they'll do something on SmackDown tonight. I don't know. Uh, but basically, the Elimination Chamber is going to go like this. This is your preview for the Elimination Chamber. Andrade's taking on Humberto for the United States title. Uh, this one should be the end of the storyline, maybe, unless we get a rematch tomorrow night, and that will be it, hopefully. Something's got to give here, folks. <laughs> it's the end of it. We've seen enough. Uh, next up is Aleister Black versus AJ Styles. This is actually a no disqualification match. I see The Undertaker getting involved here. Tell me what you guys think in the comments below. But I really do feel like The Undertaker gets involved. You guys tell me what you think The Undertaker's going to do. Uh, this match has potential. I love both of these guys. No DQ. Could get interesting. The OC's going to get involved. Which is going to probably bring The Undertaker out. Could be wrong. They might go something different with it. Uh, I don't know who's going to win that match. It depends on what happens at the end. If I had to pick, I'd like to see Aleister Black get to win. Man, I, Styles doesn't need to win here. We all know Styles is taking on The Undertaker. He's already over with the crowd. Aleister Black needs to win here. He gets to win. It's huge for him. Regardless if Taker helps him or not. Doesn't matter. Uh, next up is going to be the Street Profits versus Rollins and Murphy in a rematch. For the Raw Tag Team titles, I believe this one will also be good and surprise people. I would like to see this get turned into a ladder match. But, don't think we're going to get it. It would make it interesting. It's Elimination Chamber. We already got two cage matches. We got a no DQ match. Might as well give us a ladder match. I think it'd be awesome. They might do it. Sometimes they add stipulations the day of the pay-per-view like to surprise people. And that'd be a good surprise. I'd like to see that. Uh... Braun Strowman is in a handicap match for the Intercontinental title versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. Man, please. I This is just me, okay? I don't feel like Braun should go over these three guys. Had it been any other three, Sami Zayn, unless he beats Sami Zayn. That's the only way this makes sense. If he pins either one of them, I, uh, I'm not down for it. I'm just not. Braun is a big guy. I understand three on, you know, there were sometimes Andre took on five people at a time. But, nah, these three. <laughs> uh, so, me personally, I would like to see Nakamura maybe get the, the Intercontinental title here back. And maybe Braun goes on and does something else to somebody else. I, I don't know how I really feel here. I can go either way. I'm interested in it. Uh, next up is the chamber match for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, Miz and Morrison will be defending those titles. Against the New Day, the Uzos, the Lucha House Party, uh, Heavy Machinery, and Dolph Ziggler and Rude. It's going to be craziness. It's an Elimination Chamber match. I really don't see the Miz and Morrison losing here. Unless the Uzos maybe do it. I don't know. Uh, this could go either way. The only team I don't think that has a chance is Lucha House Party. I think they're going to be the bumpers. I think they're going to get thrown around, and I don't think they have a chance. Every other team, believable to win. I see him for Machinery winning because of Tucker. He's over. So we'll see. Uh, but if I had to give a prediction, I want to say Miz and Morrison keep the belt. Uh, Morrison just got there. There's no reason to take the belt off of him. Uh, next up is what I think is going to be the main event. Not really what I want the main event to be. I'd like to see Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton get added on to this. Maybe not making that the main event, but maybe an add-on match. Uh, this match is for a chance at Becky at Mania for the title. It's Shayna Baszler, Oscar, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Uh... There's nothing to do here but Baszler, and it's probably going to be Baszler and Asuka as the last two left in the chamber, and Baszler's definitely winning. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it's been built for weeks. It's right in front of you. Uh, so, just have to watch it unfold. Hopefully, it goes over well with the crowd. That, right now, as of 4.08 p.m. on Friday... They're the only matches I have for Chamber. If something gets added, we'll talk about it next on the next week's episode, which is episode 8. And it's going to be a very, very special episode. And let me get into that right now. 
Next week is, I'm going to entitle this episode, Controversy Creates Cash. And I don't mean to steal one from Eric Bischoff. I'm stealing this. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want to give anything away. Uh, make sure you tell your friends to tune in to next week. Uh, I will say last week was the least viewed show. It's okay. A lot going on last week. Um, hopefully we'll have more tuning in this week. Uh, I average the same of what I get every other week, which is 50. Uh, I think in between Spotify, I had like another 70. It's about 70 altogether that I get. 70 to 80 views total between everything. So Spotify, Anchor Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everything. We're on everything. Spotify, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. So check us out any way you can. Uh, probably listen to me in the car would be a good thing to do if you're on a long drive. On your way to work, let's listen to some Billy Bailey. Listen to him rant a little bit. Because I feel like sometimes WWE goes two steps forward and three steps back. But controversy creates cash next week, folks. So you take it, you think about it, you tell me what you think controversy creates cash means. What do you think I'm going to talk about? What do you think I'm going to discuss next week? Am I going to talk about a war that's brewing? <laughs> I think I am. I will give you that. I'm talking about a war. A interpromotional war that could break out. Probably Survivor Series time. I'm also going to talk about a war that's going to break out between different promotions. Um, I see something being built. And we'll talk about that at a later date. Which is next week. So. Who do we have left? The segment that a lot of my friends tell me they like. I was didn't think everybody would. But I got a top five this week. This week I got a top five on a wrestler. And I thought, hey, why not? Jake Roberts just come back. Why not make a top five of Jake Roberts? Makes sense, right? So, let's get into it. The top five matches of Jake the Snake Roberts on the network that you should be watching. Now, number five, I put two matches because you should go watch them both. Jake versus Ravishing Rick Rude from WrestleMania 4 in the title tournament. And then on Saturday night's main event, there was also Jake versus Rude. And both of the matches are equally just as good. Those two had fantastic chemistry, which Ravishing Rick Rude is one of the best heels to ever live in the business. Fantastic, just work rate, and just great. Uh... That's number five, but I would go WrestleMania 4 before the Saturday Night's main event match. I don't know, that's just me. That's my personal preference. Uh, number four, Jake the Snake Roberts versus Andre the Giant. WrestleMania 5, one of my favorite WrestleManias. The story tells it all. Jake was scaring the heck out of Andre with the Snake, and that's what you got. You got that angle. Andre got tired of it. Stud was the special guest referee. We all know the history with Stud and Andre. This was just good storytelling. Just great storytelling. Andre, this is like one of his last real good matches, I think. Uh, number three, Jake Roberts versus Rick the Model Martel. WrestleMania 7, blindfold match. <laughs> People crap on this match, but if you know the storyline, how can you crap on it? Because weeks and months before, Martell had basically sprayed Jake in the eye and he went blind. He had a patch over his eye for the longest time. He couldn't see. He was getting like hit from behind from Martell in interviews and stuff like that. It was just done. Hits. Okay, well, if you're going to make me blind, let's have a blindfold match. You be blind. We'll beat each other, see who wins. Of course. It was, a fan it was just a real good gimmick match for back in the day. Uh, the crowd noise when he hit that DDT on Martel. Oh, it was great. What a pop. Uh, number two was Jake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, WrestleMania 6. I love how DiBiase used to sell the DDT. He is one of the ones who did it the best. He flopped afterwards. Like, he got air after he hit the bump. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know how he done it. It was good stuff. Uh, this was a fantastic match between two really good workers. If you want to check out your board, that's a good one to go watch. Number one, 
this is one of my personal favorites. And this is storyline personified. Jake the Snake Roberts as a heel bad guy versus Randy Macho Man Savage Tuesday in Texas. This was after the Cobra had bit Savage in the arm after Jake had tied Savage into the rope. What a story. Liz come out. You know, then you had the whole thing turning Undertaker babyface in this to set up Undertaker versus Jake. I was going to put this on the, that on the list, but I feel like there was other ones that Jake had that were better. Uh, I'll give that an honorable mention mark. How about that? Uh, along with Sting and him from uh, Halloween Havoc 92. Cole Miner's glove match. This match was right before Jake was going to leave. A couple more months, Jake was out. Jake was a heel. This was... Oh, I love this match. <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorites. Go check that out. Macho Man Randy Savage versus Jake Roberts, Tuesday in Texas. Alright, folks, we're at the 50-minute mark, actually, so I've done pretty good this week. Uh, let me talk about my experience at the WWE House Show. I want to give a big kudos and thanks to friends and family of mine uh, who bought me tickets and gave me money to go. My brother, uh, my friend Craig, uh, my buddy Les uh, sat with me. It was a good time. Uh, it meant a lot to me. Uh, I could almost cry. Uh, it was, it was just. Uh, sometimes you realize, as you get older, who your friends are, and who aren't your friends. Uh, I've had the pleasure. I have about, I would say, six friends, seven friends that are my best friends, uh, and I'm lucky to have that. And I thank God every day for that. But uh, it was awesome. Thank. Thanks to my brother, thanks to my mom, thanks to my friends, uh, thanks Craig for the ride, uh, good times, it was probably one of the best house shows I ever went to, and unfortunately, I didn't read down the daggone lineup like I thought I had, uh, the main event was Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, and brother, Drew McIntyre is so over, and you don't realize it, like I said, sometimes you don't realize things until you go to a live, live show. He's over. Good match. Seth Rollins played the great heel. Salisbury drew a fantastic crowd. I think there was only like four sections that weren't full. I would say they probably drew somewhere between 5,000 and 6,000 people. Uh, the parking lots were completely full. Uh, I actually was able. I had $20 extra. I got a Revival shirt because uh, I love the Revival. They go on. Oh. I don't know what's happening to them. but uh, Great live event. I had a blast. It got me out of my wintertime rut, kinda. Uh, so it was a good time, and I want to thank everybody again. And I uh, just want to tell everybody don't forget to like and subscribe to Turnbuckle Takeover. Please subscribe. I had three subscribers last week. That is up hugely, because I had none like two weeks in a row. It was awesome. Thank you for the views. Can't wait to see you next week on Controversy Creates Cash, the special episode. So, make sure you tune in next week, folks. This is your host with the most, Billy Bailey. I'm out.